So welcome to the Anonymous Project. It's Yanny. And it's Bailey. So we're going to talk about dating while sober. <laughs> it was like one of the biggest barriers to getting sober for me. 100%. I was like, how am I ever going to date if I'm sober? I can't do that. I was like terrified that people would think that there was something wrong with me and that I... You know, that they would run away because they would be like, God, I don't want to be with an alcoholic. I don't want to date someone that has a drinking problem. I know. Well, and I think back to when I did drink, I, I did go on a date with somebody who first we went for pho. And of course, there's, there's usually no drinking at pho. And then the next time he suggested we go to the Super X. And I, and I just asked him, I said, do you drink? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was like... What do you mean? And I said, are, are you an alcoholic? And he was like, you're not, you can't ask people that. And I was like, well, you should just tell me if you are. And so I look back and I'm like, oh my God, that was awful as mm. if I did that. But uh, he was. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. And I was like, I don't know. A little projection there? Yeah. I, and it was weird. It did get weird. But it, it, and we only went on a few dates and then it got weird for other reasons. But um, mm. I was thinking like, how would I ever date somebody because I so much of my life focused around drinking and like going out and doing things while drinking mm-hmm. yeah and I think as a young person um initially when I got sober it was what does dating wasn't actually even a priority for me because I think at that point I had realized I really kind of needed to get my shit together and graduate from my MA program and you know focus on my mental health and so it wasn't really a priority but I realized how um, I had used drinking as a crutch to kind of like loosen up right so like that when I went on that first date I wouldn't be so uptight or that if all else failed I would just get completely sloshed and drunk and so um, when I decided to get sober and decided that I was I actually wasn't ready for dating for a very long time. If I remember correctly, it was almost, oh no, that's a lie. It was about six months. I tried, I tried, I tried. Yeah. Um, and you know, that first initial date where you have to tell someone that you don't drink and you know, usually there's that curious look like, oh, how come like you don't drink ever or is it that you're not drinking right now and mm-hmm. um and so I'd just be like yeah no I just don't drink I'm not interested in it and that was my initial way of talking about why I didn't drink and then there was always this gloomy feeling inside that oh shit I'm eventually gonna have to disclose that I don't drink because I had a history with problem drinking um and so yeah. How about you? Like, what did that look yeah. like? Well, so the, I actually, um, the reason that I went on my sort of bender before I got sober was because I had a breakup that mm. was about my drinking. Um, there was other issues there, but he was really frustrated with how drunk I would get. And I was like, don't tell me what to do. Like, I live my own life. And like, right. then like Drake came on and I was like, yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I'm going to live my own life. Please don't say Bailey, when you're about to say YOLO, you're about to say YOLO. It's, it's okay. I was trying to think of the quote from Passion Fruit, but now I can't remember it. So I actually whatever. can't. I can't deal with you. <laughs> Go on. Um, so, so then I went on like a revenge bender. 
Oh. And so that was aggressive. And then, so then when I got sober, I did start dating someone briefly, but I had already known them. So it was mm. okay. Like they knew that I was sober and like I was op- open to talking about it, but that didn't work out. And then I went on a date with someone else and I did have to say like, I don't drink. Cause he said, do you want to get a drink? And I said, actually, I'll just get a Diet Coke. And he was like, well, don't you drink? And I said, well, not, I mean, I'm driving tonight, so I'm not going to. And then he was like, well, but you can have one drink and drive. And I was like, well, but I'm not going to. So Right? (laughs) Pause for the cause, because that is always something that I found and still does happen when you tell people that they don't, you don't drink. And they're like, well, just one drink. Yeah, you can have one. What what is one going to do? And you're like, God damn it. Yeah. Can we have a conversation about how, like, if someone says they don't drink, how that is okay? Yes. But anyways, sorry to interrupt the story. Yeah. So then he said well, do you ever drink? And I said, no, not, not really. Not really, I don't. And then mm. he was like, do you drink wine? And I said, no, <laughs> I don't drink. My blood type is O. <laughs> I am a Scorpio with a rising sign in Capricorn. Like, what else would you like to know, I was my just friend? Like, then he said, well, did something happen? And I was like, no. Like, what? But of course, yes. Like, mm-hmm. I went on a revenge bender. It was, it was a lot of bad choices in three weeks. Yeah. And then he was like, well, but something must have happened for you to not drink. And mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, I stood up and left. I was like, you know what? Here's $3 for my Diet Coke. I'm, I'm going to go. You should have gave him $3.25. <laughs> That's true. I stiffed him on the 25 cents. Yeah, like, since you're like, since I'm, I'm getting quizzed on my drinking. And so you just got up and left. I literally just got up and left because it was just bizarre. And yeah. I just was like... And I agree with you. Like, if someone says they don't drink, then just let it go. Like, it's really none of your concern. Right. You know? Yeah. So, for the most part, but then now I've I've gotten back with the person that I broke up with because I was drinking all the time. So, now it's... Yes. yes. Look at that. There was still issues that needed to be worked out, but the drinking, at least, is off the table. That's amazing. (laughs) That's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah, I think that um, when I met my current partner... Uh, one of the first things, because, you know, I'm real slick, so I'm a networker. Uh-huh. And so um, I was like, we should network. We should, you know, have a, a coffee or something like that. And it's very normal um, in Toronto. I live, now live in Toronto. I'm still <laughs> 613 in my heart. Um, but uh, they had offered to go for a drink um, after work. And I was like, okay, fuck. So how am I supposed to... I was like, we should go for lunch instead. Like, we should do lunch. Um, and it was funny because, you know, months later, uh, you know, I, I've told them like, yeah, you know, I had problem drinking. And when you had asked me that, I kind of had a, like a panic attack, like, fuck, like, mm-hmm. what excuse am I going to come up with um, to be like, no, I don't drink. And luckily, they're a great human being. And it's never been an issue around me not drinking. And one of the things that I actually really appreciated was that they didn't ask me like, they didn't mm-hmm. probe or be like, okay, so do you do you not drink like hard liquor or yeah. do you drink wine? Like it was just like, all right, cool, Gucci, and like on to the next, right? Yeah. So for me, that was something that meant a lot in terms of like being with somebody who doesn't make me feel bad about the fact that I don't drink, but also is like normalized it that yeah, some people just don't drink, some people right? Just don't drink. Yeah. As opposed to like, so tell me your fucked up story, yeah. which so I mean, eventually came, right? Yeah, exactly. It came down the road and it was like, yeah, okay, so here's the story that I didn't tell when I, you know, yeah. had shared that I didn't drink, but yeah, so 
Well, and for me, like, and not to be like, now I feel like I'm like a sobriety cheerleader like, oh, no. all the time. Not at all. <laughs> but um, I used to fall into this trap when I was dating and drinking where I would have like two or three pints on a date and all of a sudden the person that I wasn't sure about before I had started drinking on the date, by three pints in, I was like, oh my God, they're amazing. Right. I'm like in love with this person. And then I would go sleep with them mm-hmm. and be drunk for like the first like few dates because it always involved like going for a drink. Because I used to flat out refuse. If somebody said, let's go for coffee, I would say no. Well, Take me out for no like a grown drink. No. 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 Okay. So then though, like three or four weeks in, I would be like, oh no, this person is boring. Yeah. And I didn't notice because I was drinking, and so I was having fun, and it seemed like the other person was fun, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, like, you'd be hanging out, like, sober or whatever, and you're like, uh-oh. Yeah, <laughs> and then those rose-colored glasses come off, and then you realize, you know, the type of person that you're with, and it's really difficult to admit when you're first dating to someone or to share with them that you don't drink because of the myriad of questions um, that you get, and while... It's normal to be inquisitive, you know, don't want to shame people for asking questions. Um, It does put a lot of pressure. And if you're feeling pressured by dating and, um, you know, putting yourself out there and feeling the the need to drink and or explain why you don't drink, um, you know, it's okay to take a moment of pause, essentially, and, and really reflect on what your needs are. Because what I realized is that and not to get all preachy on you because that, you know, it happens. But what I realized is it's connected to other dynamics within mm-hmm. the relationship, right? So if you are okay with me not drinking and are okay with that boundary and don't feel like I'm making and okay supporting me in that, like it is reflective of other parts of our relationship where generally you're supportive of other parts that yeah, totally. I do or don't, right? So it is, and not to say, you could be a casual dater, you could be like, fuck monogamy, you know? Yeah. But I think it's just that idea of not feeling pressured to drink so that you're not in your body. And like, for me, I drank to not be present in my body and honestly, legit did some real fucked up shit. Like, I mean, I'm not gonna put all my business out there because <laughs> it implicates different people, but you know, I did some really fucked up shit that I have taken accountability for because of my drinking. And shit, you drank when you got to the bar. I drank before. Yeah. I, I was doing, you know, I love weave back there, Team Natural now. But like, <laughs> when I was doing my weaves back then, like, I would be like, I would have the rum and coke or like just rum straight yeah. before I even got to like the venue because I needed to kick the nerve of is this person gonna like me like are they gonna think I'm cool am I attractive enough am I and the list goes on right yeah well I think you bring up a good point too about like waiting for a bit when you get sober because Sometimes with other folks that I've known who've gotten sober, they want to jump into dating right away to fill what drinking was filling. Oh, heck yeah. Instead of actually like thinking about what they needed within themselves, like what were you, what work were you, do you need to actually do? And then what happens is you get into relationships when you're in this vulnerable place that Mm -hmm. then develop really codependently or, you know what I mean? So I think it always makes sense to 
take a bit of time to reflect because then there's that whole 13th step situation too. There is the 13th step. And for those who don't know what the 13th step is, my friends, Google it. (laughs) Google it. As you know, we're a podcast that uh, supports those who are trying to get sober um, or also, you know, just want to live a different lifestyle. Um, Actually, just support anyone who is in yeah. the process of choosing to drink, not to drink, totally. using a harm reduction model, whatever. But, you know, um, I went on a tangent and I forgot what I was saying. The 13th step. Oh, yeah, the 13th step. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so around the 13th step, for those who don't know what it is, Google it because it is linked to AA and obviously no shame to folks who um, use AA. It's it's a tool that some folks, you know, find helpful and, mm-hmm. you know, good for you if you do and it's also okay if you don't because uh, there's a lot of complicated dynamics there that we are not going to go into detail no. um, on this podcast, but our dear friend Google um, can inform you on what some of those complicated dynamics are. Totally. Do you have any other, any hot tips for folks dating sober? Do I have any hot tips for people dating sober? Um, you know, I one thing that I found super helpful when I was uh, getting sober, it was just being like honest with the person. Um, not even getting sober, but dating sober was just being honest with the person and being like, I don't drink. Um, and like, you don't have to tell them the reason why you don't drink, right? Mm-hmm. You could just be like, I don't drink. And it's just something, you know, something I decided, right? And leave it at that. And I think that people's responses to your drinking are about them more than a reflection of you and i had to remind myself that that if someone was reacting in a certain way and i mean shit this is this is applicable to life but it really has something to do with how they're taking in the information rather than myself so whenever i had someone who had a really adverse reaction to like tell me more or like your mm-hmm. your dear friend with this mm-hmm. you know let's call him 325 but, yeah <laughs> um but uh you know just that it's more about what their perceptions are rather than you so i had to remind myself that consistently um i also had to remind myself you know that it is about me and my sobriety is for me it's not about you know um someone coming in and saving me or tiptoeing around being like oh like i can't drink around you because you don't drink listen if you want to have your rum and coke you have your rum and coke i'm just gonna have my coke with lime right and that is a-okay and so i had to remind myself also that it's okay if someone drinks it's their choice right exactly what about you well I think what's great now about especially using like dating apps and stuff is that you can put it out there right away that you don't drink so you don't have to like you don't necessarily even have to have that conversation if you're like put it on your tinder profile like non-drinker or whatever I like to teetotal Mm -hmm. um so I think that that's good but yeah, I think you raise a good point about like when you're dating someone who does drink. My partner does drink, mm-hmm. and we went um, on a vacation to an all-inclusive. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think I should get a discount. Like, yeah. <laughs> I I feel like I should get like five hundred dollars off because that is what I would have drank had mm-hmm. I been there. But anyway, it was fine, and he mm-hmm. drank, and I my only hesitation, and of course, I was like, is he having fun with me sober? Like, am I still fun sober? And I finally, like, asked him, like, are you still having fun 
even though I'm sober and like you're drinking and we're like, but he's not, I mean, he's not really a big partier anyway. And he was like, well, yeah. And I had to remind myself that I'm sure he'd rather me be sober than like having to haul me up off the streets of Cancun and like, you know, drag me back to the hotel without yep. my legs working, you yeah. know? And so like, that was my only struggle. Like, and I, and I did have to just remind myself that it's, it is about me. And also like, I'm actually more fun sober mm-hmm. than this dual personality that I would develop when I was like super wasted, which would happen if I had access all day long to drinking. Totally. <laughs> totally. And like, I, you know, in terms of tips around, uh, dating while sober, um, you know, I am talking about my current partner and our, our, our escapades. But one of the things that we did is like, we went out for lunch, right? Mm-hmm. Like I considered it the first date. I think they were just like network. Um, and then, you know, the second date we went out to like a gaming place. Right. And like, I had my, um, Earl Grey tea latte with like cinnamon and like we had snacks. And then our third date was like, you know, a movie and like hanging out and like, you could do so many fun things sober. Right. Like, and so it's interesting because you could, so one of the tips is immerse yourself in something that you like to do. Like, if I could, I would have been like, let's do a yoga class together. But yeah. I knew that they were not about that life. <laughs> um, but really, like, figuring out things that feel good. Going for a walk, right? Yeah. Like, you know, I know it's our default in today's society to be like, let's go out for drinks or let's, you know, meet at a party. Bake a fucking cake. And if you can't bake, fake and bake, you know? <laughs> like, there's so many things that... Yeah you could do that don't involve drinking and I didn't know that until I got sober totally yeah until I got sober I was like oh shit you could do so many fun things that don't revolve around alcohol and let's say there is alcohol there cool right for the person if they want to drink um definitely exactly well and I think that's true too and it also is like cheaper Right? Like, doing all those things is, at least if you went on a date with me, would be cheaper than the bar bill. Like, at the end of the day. You know what I mean? I can't. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's easy to find lists now to, like, Narc City or whatever. I don't know how to say it. But they always have, like, you know, 50 cheap dates to do in Toronto list or 50 cheap dates to do in Ottawa. Usually a lot of those things are inherently kind of dry so absolutely so being creative in that way too absolutely and I think that one thing that often I think that one thing it's like wow you can cut that out Um, (laughs) but uh, I think that when it comes to dating sober it's also just reminding yourself that if the person is not the right person for you they're not the right person for you right and it's not about your drinking. I used to always think that, shit, because I'm sober, I'm not going to be able to, you know, go out and get drunk and go dancing. And let me tell you, I can turn up a storm when oh, yeah. I'm sober and, yeah. like, hit the dance floor, grab the A535 from my knees, and, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, shoot the shit. And so just reminding myself that, you know, there's so many things that you can do that you were tri- while you were drinking that you can do while you're soaping, like going out to a club. Like granted, when you do go out to club with you know the person that you're dating or the multiple people that you're dating, um, you know, you you may see some things that you're like, well, dang, I wouldn't have noticed that if I was uh, you know drinking. But yeah, choice is choice, right? And there's always options. And I guess that's what we keep talking about is 
options. And My only thing is that we can't be there till 2 a.m. I cannot no, make it till 2 a.m. No. I need to go home. No. And go to bed. No. I don't even like to start the night at 10. I'd rather start the night at like 8. Oh, wow. And I have friends that are like, 10 is early, Bailey. Yeah. What <laughs> You're going to be on the dance floor by yourself. I actually can't. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, I wish you could go out to a club and dance at like 8.30 and be home by midnight. That would be perfect. <laughs> I mean, there's this thing in Toronto called slow dance for the folks that are listening in Toronto, um, but that I haven't frequented. I've gone once, but it's amazing. It's oh. like, it is a queer, um, a queer, how would you call it? A queer, like, like a meetup and a mixer. Not a mixer. It's like literally a slow dance. So it's like you're reliving your prom night. Oh my God. That sounds so fun. And like, there's a list of music and you can just dance to slow songs all night. And drinks are really cheap, but like doing it sober is also awesome as well. Right? Yeah. Um, There are some sober dances as well. And we would actually love to hear, uh, you know, some suggestions that you have in terms of dating while sober and different things that you can do and you can share that with us by going to at anonymous p unanonymous unanonymous p (laughs) there we go right unanonymous Uh, p on twitter on twitter and um you can also send us an email at unanonymouspodcast at gmail.com and we'll share your suggestions absolutely so i think it's just you know reminding yourself that you are not alone and there are a ton of sober people out there that have been in the same place that you have and yeah survived fuck i never thought i'd survive dating while sober totally yeah so happy dating happy dating Thanks for listening to this episode of Unanonymous Podcast. You can send us an email at unanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at unanonymousp, on Instagram at unanonymous underscore project. And our intro music is by acceleratedideas.com and it's called Fade Away. Fade Away.